This is a show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome. It's been a while, but welcome to That Thing with James, a podcast about nothing in particular. I'm your host, James. And uh, in this episode, we're picking up back, uh, I think it's it's been a few weeks by the time this episode comes out. Maybe it'll have been four weeks, but God damn, I've been busy. We're going to hop back into the Grandpa Goes to the Eastern Block series. If you're just tuning in, if you're just tuning in, that whole diatribe is like, what is it? What's all this? This show, uh, this is a show with no particular niche. It's about nothing in particular. However, over the past several months, I have been um, reading a copy of a travel diary that my maternal grandfather, John, kept in late spring going almost on into early summer of 1978 as he went beyond the Iron Curtain to um, A, like uh, point A, point one, uh, expand his genealogical research, but also to kind of uh, meet up with other relatives with whom he had just, you know, been pen pals with for some time to meet them in person and to explore he was, I believe, in his mid-60s by this point. He was a World War II veteran. Um, he served in the European theater, um, saw and experienced really uh, nightmarish, horrible things. Um, and then he's back. He's back. He was born in, I think it was 1932. So he was already in his, he was an old man already. No, no, no. He wasn't born in 32. He was born in, I think, 1913, 13 or 14, but I think it was 1913. So he was already past the age of 30 when he enlisted into uh, the army uh, during World War II and went over there and uh, all that stuff. So, so the way I'm doing this is I read a portion on a free episode. This is a free episode. And then I continue reading the next portion in a bonus episode. And there will be a bonus episode this week. In fact, if you're seeing slash hearing this right now, then that means the bonus episode, this week's bonus episode is out right now as well. And if you want access to it, you, uh, you, can, you can get it by becoming a member at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Help support the show. There's a low bar of entry, uh, but um, get access. That will grant you access to all of the this uh, Grandpa Goes to the Eastern Block series, plus loads of other bonus episodes and uh, bonus content. So help support the show. Get access to lots of stuff patreon.com slash that thing with James, patreon.com slash that thing with James. As for uh, my socials and my subreddit and my show email, that stuff is written in the episode description. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching the video, then I also have it as like a little banner 
a little Chiron at the bottom, a Chiron. And uh, speaking of video, the last couple episodes of this podcast, I really fucked up because I accidentally deleted the videos. So there's video, it's just images, uh, low-res images at that, uh, to replace the video that I had recorded, video that I um, mindlessly deleted off of my camera before recording an audition uh, the same day that I was going to start editing the video for the episode. It was a bad scene, man. So that was on me. And there was no way to recover it. If I deleted it off my computer, that'd be one thing. I'd just go to the recycling bin. Uh, but I deleted those video files off my camera itself, and there was no way to recover them unless I wanted to pay $100 for a file recovery program, which I didn't. I do not have $100 to spare. But if you do want to help me get $100 to spare, become a member at patreon.com slash that thing with James. All right. So without further ado, uh, I intend to not mindlessly delete the video files for this and the, uh, the coming bonus episode. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let me find my place. Let's see where we left off. I'm pretty sure Gramps was in, um, Vienna and that he kind of stumbled unintentionally. He went into a nightclub and discovered that in Vienna, Austria, a nightclub is what they call a whorehouse. So let me find my spot and we'll get to it. Oh boy, we're almost at the end here. Here we go. June 4th, 1978, Sunday, Vienna, Austria. I arrived at a nearby church this morning at 7 a.m. just as the bells rang. The doors did not open until 7.10 a.m. for the 7.30 Mass. The rails of each pew are wider than ours at home. On the aisle side, each pew rail had five missiles. Uh, each pew also had a heating pipe uh, the length of the pew. That sounds nice. I sat in the third row, right, our usual sitting area at home. Shortly, an old woman came into the same pew, so I moved. As her friends arrived in surrounding pews, they waved to each other. This was a high mass. I guess there were about 150 people at Mass, with about 90% older than I, and those, almost all the women, wore hats. Uh, and of those, almost all women wore hats. I went to communion. After Mass, I went to the Opera House and uh, in the hopes that I could get a standing room ticket for the 11.30 a.m. matinee performance. I walked all around the opera house and found one door uh, open where the man told me tickets were sold, quote, around the corner, unquote. I went back to the area where I had purchased the tour ticket. Through the glass of the door, I saw the ticket office uh, opened at 9 a.m. It was 8.50 a.m. At 9.10, the door was still closed. Man, these Europeans in their relaxed time. What a bunch of commie bums, man. 
about then, a small man with an envelope in hand asked me some questions. From the return address on the envelope, I saw that it was an area within the opera. I found the street on the map and told this man the location. A few minutes after he left, I wondered if maybe that was, quote, around the corner, unquote, a small block away. It was. I joined a line of perhaps 50 people. A few minutes later, I asked the man in front of me if he could speak English. He could. This man had just arrived in Vienna a few days ago. He had arrived in Austria about three to four weeks ago to retire here after working in the U.S. for 20 years. He was a Hungarian who left in the 1948 uprising. Wife is Austrian. We live, he lived in Scarsdale, New York, went to all operas in U.S., he reserved two tickets for some performance about two weeks hence, which will have a noted singer. He paid $76 for two tickets. So $76 in 1978. That's not cheap. I paid about $8 for a seat in the top balcony, just a little off-center. Uh, the Monday night show was La, Travi La Traviata. The Hungarian suggested I get a ticket for that show rather than the one tonight. We talked for some time. About 9.55 a.m., he said he wanted to go to a nearby church to hear the music which he hadn't heard for 20 years. I went with him. The Mass had started at 9.45 and was in the Gospel part at the end of the Gospel. It suddenly occurred to me that I didn't have enough I didn't have the money pouch strapped to my leg. I recalled removing it from the suitcase and placing it on the bed. Besides traveler's checks, I had some cash in it. Boy, if the roommate got to my room, I could see the money disappear. $165. For about five minutes, I searched for a taxi to take me to the hotel. You know, that's a real, that's a kind of a nightmare situation. You leave your money, money pouch somewhere. You think, you, you think you've got everything together. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh no, I am missing the most important thing. And I am abroad. This is why, this is why when I pack even just to go to another town, even just to visit my parents, I have a tendency, I wouldn't call it OCD, I would call it uh, anxiety-driven preparedness. I will pack, and I will check my bag like three times before I leave my apartment. And then once I get my stuff into my car, I will then open the bags one last time to make sure everything I want to take with me is in those bags every time I do that. However, I can say I knock on wood. I've never lost or misplaced my wallet or keys, nor the contents of my wallet because of my anxiety-driven preparedness, we'll call it, onward. For about five minutes, I searched for taxi, yada, yada. I could not find a cab, so began the 45-minute walk 
a 45-minute walking return trip. I ran until I tired and then walked and kept repeating that process. A 65-year-old man here. I arrived in my room to find the pouch had been placed on a chair and the bed made up. All the money was there. Lucky man. An honest maid did the bed. Uh, How relieved I was. My shirt was soaked from perspiration. I relaxed for half an hour or so and took off with the money pouch strapped to my leg because he doesn't want to get pickpocketed. I took the tramway to the Hilton Hotel where I would go on Wednesday morning. This was a dry run to make sure I would not get lost Wednesday. Smart, smart. You already forgot your money pouch. At least make sure you know where you're going. Uh, So I would not get lost Wednesday morning when I leave for the airport. I had a lunch of two hot dogs and a slice of rye bread for about 74 cents. I then left for the unexplored areas about 2 p.m. I was on the backside of St. Stephen's Stephen's Cathedral. I heard some singing, so I went inside. The church was packed with perhaps 1,000 young people, ages of most were 10 to 14. They were dressed in everyday clothes, jeans, shorts, etc., Um, the leading singing group of three guitars and banjo and an 18-year-old girl lead singer backed by two, excuse me, younger girls, ooh, ooh, pardon me, led the entire church. Shortly after I came in, a priest came to the main altar and held some sort of service. Finally, Mass was held. At the altar, there were about a dozen or more youngsters, each holding a different type of banner or flag. I tried to learn from several people what this was all about, but was unsuccessful. Finally, a young priest, uh, finally I saw a young priest who spoke English. This Mass was the conclusion of a celebration of the 9- to 14-year-old children who belonged to the Catholic organization celebrating its 30th, birth, or 30th anniversary. <laughs> birthday. I had missed the earlier outdoor celebration. I need a drink of water real quick. Just a second. The spirited singing moved me several times. I also asked the priest if it were okay for me to go to communion a second time in one day. It was okay on a special occasion, so I had another, first, communion twice the same day. After Mass, I wandered over unexplored streets, then headed for the hotel. I had a ten and a half hour day. I ate only half of my supper. Mary... I'm going to be very happy to be home and eating good food. You're cooking. Smart man. Smart husband. Yesterday, a man went out of his way to get me on the correct street. I was on a corner looking at the map. He approached me. I showed him where I wanted to go. He took me through the underground passageway and then went back. Mornings and evenings, I hear a bird singing most beautifully. I never heard this tune, or I've never heard this tune. You would enjoy it, Mary. Yeah, he seems like he's ready to go home. He's had a long trip. 
Baths or showers for about 25 cents, later I learned $1.25, are available in the hotel from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm gone before 6 and return after 6. Consequently, I'm taking a quote unquote bath in the sink in my room. In most of the churches, there is a re、uh, recorded talk one,、uh, one can hear on a phone. For 65 cents, which gives the highlights of the church. This is helpful. I bought a booklet on St. Stephen Cathedral.、Uh, June 5th, 1978, Monday, Vienna, Austria. Austria. I had a shower this morning, one of those handheld. I was lazy with respect to starting. I left the hotel at 8. I spent four hours window shopping on Kartnerstrasse and Rottenturnstrasse. Mary, you and the girls would spend that much and much more time on these two streets. The length of these streets is perhaps、uh, from Blank City Hall to 29th Street. Um, class stores. These are stores where you would like to shop and buy, underlined buy. But I know that you would not buy for the prices are very, very high. Everything, though, is high style. I thought I might bring back a leather bag for you, Mary. I thought you would like it. The price of $125 stopped me. So, what would that be now? $78, $125. Nowadays, that would be, see, $125 in 1978, translated to 2023,、uh, would probably be $1,000, I would imagine. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the street, I turned left a long bank, well, depending if it's rent. 125 in rent then would be about $4,000、uh, now, probably. <laughs> At the end of the street, I turned left along,、uh, left along a bank of the Danube River. I saw a store that had many nice towels. I stopped in to learn that this was a wholesale place. One of the girls spoke British. He didn't write British. I just said British. He wrote British. She told me the inexpensive, relatively, areas which I might check out tomorrow. In reply to my question of how come she is living here, she replied, I got caught. That was a British expression which had to be clarified. She came here to help refugees and married an Austrian. Marriage to the Austrian was how she quote unquote got caught. If she weren't married, she would like to be traveling. I went to the American embassy where the Austrian employee at the main door told me I could not go to the hall because of security measures. There was a gate at the top of the stairs、uh, behind which I could see a Marine corporal. I went to the gate and he let me in what can be called the foyer. He is a New Hampshire bro. He is a New Hampshire boy. We talked for about ha a half hour. There 
are also two Marines from Springfield whom I did not meet. Springfield, Massachusetts, because Gramps was originally a mass hole. And Grandma, I believe, was from Connecticut, which says a lot. I've got a long history with uh, people from Connecticut and with people from Wales. It's uh, It might not seem like there's a connection, but for me personally, there is a connection with Welsh people and Connectonians. I walked back towards the opera area where I had lunch, special of the day, for about $2.25. It was a cup of soup, lettuce, two quarter-inch thick slices of bologna fried in a batter, and a small piece of jelly roll cake. That sounds decent. For one dollar, I had a piece of pastry, question mark. It was about a pass cake diameter. I don't know what that means. It was about pass cake diameter, but about one half the thickness of the ones you make, Mary. Oh, maybe like a pastry cake, pass cake? I have never heard of that in my life. One side was covered in chocolate. Uh, The body of the pastry was thin slices of nuts held together by something which I don't know. Sounds tasty. Sounds pretty tasty. Let's see. 74. Um, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let's finish this and then we'll leave off. This We might be coming to the end in the bonus episode. We'll find out. I was at the building that holds the bodies of past kings, queens, and children, the Imperial Tomb. I got there at 9.05 a.m. to read a sign that said it was open at 9.30 a.m. Just as I began to leave, a school trip of teenage children led by four adults came to the door and were admitted. I joined at the tail end with two adults. The guide explained various areas in German. Mary, the caskets of 1600 to 1750 are works of art. It is almost unbelievable what artisans did in those days. The tomb of Franz Josef, who died in 1916, which is slightly curved with a few carvings, is simplistic in relationship to the 1600 to 1750 tombs. Fantastic! I got back to my room at 3.30 to rest before going to the opera. Uh, The walk to it is about 45 minutes. The show starts at 6.30 p.m., but I don't know the length. I feel I have seen this on TV so that I will not be entirely unfamiliar. A tune is running in my head. I'll learn tonight if that is the one. Once a year at the Opera House, there is a special event. The seats on the main slanting floors are removed. The floor is raised level with the stage. It becomes a huge dance floor. Oh, that's cool. There are bands in the hallways also. Admission to the dance is high. I can't recall the amount. But for some reason, admission to a box to watch is even much higher. In cafes in Warsaw, Budapest, Bucharest, Belgrade, and Vienna, one of the very common drinks at cafes, outdoor tables, is Pepsi or Coke. Of course, of course, beer and liquor. 
but Pepsi and Coke surprised me. The cost ranged from 50 cents to about 90 cents for a bottle smaller than our small one. At stores here in Vienna, I've seen our regular size bottles selling for about 45 cents. Oh, Mary, how I wished, wished you could have been with me tonight to enjoy the opera La Traviata. With the brief descriptions in the booklet I purchased, I understood the plot. The settings and costumes were superb. The singing, just marvelous, wonderful. Several times I had chills and goosebumps, my reaction to the singing. At the closing where she died, I had to blow my nose in order to stop tears. The seat in the top balcony, fifth, was good. I would prefer a balcony seat to a main floor one for I can get the full impact of the scenery and settings. People were in all sorts of dress, evening to street clothes, a couple in standing places were in jeans. The lead woman has a most marvelous voice. Yesterday, I was told that I could get in a five, get in at 5.30, but that the show started at 6.30. I got there at 6 p.m. and found doors locked on all three sides. On the fourth, I found one unlocked. I went in to a girl at a desk. She informed me that standing room tickets were sold at 5.30, but entrance wasn't until 6.30 for the show started at 7.30. Her door was open because it was through that the singers came in. So, for half an hour, I walked some of the short streets around the opera house that I had not toured. I found an American-style nightclub. It doesn't call itself a nightclub. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, that's cool. I had pictures outside that showed vaudeville-type acts and a striptease act. The last was something for street advertising, for it showed some women in frontal naked position. I did not check it out for prices. I, I did not check it out for prices, for I assumed it must be high because it is so close to the opera house. Now, let me see. We're on page 71, 72, 73, and 70. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is it, baby. The, well, this, not this, but the bonus episode is it. That's it for this free episode, this week's free episode. Um, stick around for the bonus episode, and I will be reading the final passage in my grandpa's journal diary as he traveled beyond and back out of the Eastern Block, the Iron Curtain. Um, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll say more about it then, maybe, maybe. But if you want to catch the ending and all the other episodes that you might have missed, I encourage you, become a patron at patreon.com slash thatthingwithjames. This has been a, a great experience for me. It's been a great story. Um, and by becoming a patron, you also support an independent artist. Uh, and you will also get access to the whole Grandpa series and all load, a load of other bonus episodes and content. So once again, patreon.com slash that thing with James. I hope to see you there. 
Um, once again, my socials, show email, and subreddit, those details are written in this episode's description. I love you, and I'll, I hope to see you on the, on the bonus episode. Bye.